Welcome back to Pastoral Harsha. I'm Dr. Michelle Friedman. And I'm Rachel Yehuda. And today we're going to talk about Parshat Lech Lecha. And we're going to verge a little bit into the next Parsha as well, but the theme that we're going to talk about today starts 10 verses into the Parsha. And what we're looking at is the two stories when Abraham, the father of, the, of our people, does an action that seems so contradictory, so painful, so perplexing two times. And that action is taking his wife, Sarah, our matriarch, into dangerous territory, and in order to save himself, saying that she is his sister and not his wife, and exposing her to the molestation of the king of that region. So the first story, as I said, is in chapter 12:10, when the text tells us that there's a famine in the land, and Abraham goes down to Egypt, and he um, says that Sarah will uh, is, is his uh, sister, not his wife, and they are ultimately saved. God intervenes, and they leave Egypt with riches, which starts Abraham off. Interestingly, the uh, chapters go on and many more things happen that further cement Abraham's destiny as the father of the people. Many conversations with God, many powerful experiences like the covenant of the animals, all kinds of things. And it's so puzzling that some verses later, in 20 verse 1, Abraham does the same thing again. He goes to another country. There's no reason given. There's no famine mentioned. And again, he exposes Sarah to the same danger. So our question for today, and Rachel, you're really a person to talk about this with since you're so familiar with trauma and the, its ravages and its impact. Why would Abraham repeat such a dangerous, provocative action twice? Well, Michelle, there is um, something that is called the compulsion to reenact the trauma. You see it with combat veterans who are traumatized by war and yet want to sign up for another tour, or they come home and they're not in the military anymore, but they continue to be very attracted to trauma-related movies, war-related films, because it's part of their identity of who they are. And the real key to understanding this in combat veterans is that they're not just trying to repeat a trauma. There's something about the experience of combat, for example, that is also the best of times. I've often said being deployed is the best of times and the worst of times. That is such a transformative experience that although there is a big part of the experience that may have been traumatic, the overall experience may have been positive in a transformative way. In this story with Abraham and Sarah, the first time it didn't really end that badly. I mean, it was a close call. Abraham thought he had a good idea. He, it says in the text that if you say you're my sister, they won't kill me. Um, you're a beautiful woman. They're going to see you. They're going to want you. And the way for them to have you is if you're 
a widow. And I don't want I don't want you to be a widow. So let's just say you're my sister. Now I don't know what he thought would happen next. We want to marry your sister. Um, I don't know. But um, the inevitable happened, and she was taken. We do know from the text that um, although there was an attempt to uh, be married, um, the king was stricken and it didn't, it didn't take. And, and the story seemed to have ended pretty well, except for the part that must have been horrible for Sarah during the time. You know, another way of looking at this also is you're talking about it in terms of combat um, and that enormous trauma. Something I want to add to that is, because I don't see veterans in my practice, but I do see people who repeat what seems to be really damaging, dangerous behaviors at times when they're highly stressed and super anxious. And the number of times, for example, that people indulge in, let's say, extramarital texting, sexting, consummated affairs when they're super stressed about something else. It's a way of a kind of an intoxication, maybe a kind of an addiction, a way of dealing with overwhelming anxiety. People distract themselves with this all-consuming excitement that really sweeps them away. And it's so striking, like they'll leave their cell phones out, their spouses see the messages, they say, did I want to get caught? Um, and it's almost like they can't take the level of stress that they're exposed to. Well, I'm sure that one of the ways you deal with this in therapy is to try to wonder what they're avoiding by exactly. engaging in these behaviors. Right. What is so horrible to, in your life to confront that you're distracting yourself with something that might have an even worse consequence, but something that you're trying to engage in. I mean, here Abraham left a famine. Here Abraham is being told that what his destiny is all about. And it's an overwhelming destiny. It's of such magnitude that it must have been stunning. But what happened after, What happened right before the second time he did it would be the clinical question. Right, right. <laughs> well... So the story that precedes, immediately precedes, Abraham taking this puzzling journey to Grar, where Sarah again is going to be in jeopardy, is the story of Lot and his family in Sodom and Gomorrah. And Avraham loved Lot. Lot is his nephew. At one point, Avraham thought that Lot was going to be his heir. He's his relational heir. And in this story, he is destroyed, uh, and his family is corrupted. And while we don't know when Avraham receives the news, certainly it is the text immediately preceding the second story of Abraham putting Sarah in jeopardy. The purpose of this podcast yeah. is really to bring home themes that might be important for pastors or people working with um, congregants or people working with um, in a pastoral setting. Right. And so... Um, and of course there's in, an infinite way to interpret these stories. And what we're suggesting is that one way of looking at these stories is to help us understand how people can act under great duress when they're so many factors are impinging on them and that they can regress to behaviors and choices that, that maybe served them once upon a time but are actually um, 
disturbing and hurtful in the present day. We do, we do tend to repeat our mistakes. Yep. And sometimes we forget that even though something may have eventually had a good outcome, the journey to that outcome was painful. Right. And so we have selective memory for some of the experiences that we have. But it really um, shouldn't ever surprise anyone who works in a pastoral setting that uh, somebody is repeating a behavior that had a bad outcome. Right, and one of the great beauties um, that in, in these texts is that they allow us to look at these foundational matriarchs and patriarchs with the complexity of, of all of humanity. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Pastoral Parsha with Dr. Michelle Friedman and Dr. Rachel Yehuda. Like and subscribe, rate and review. Don't forget to tune in for next week's episode. Bye, Yera.